0: We're not in the great outdoors. We're thinking about it. Kinder Outdoors. Come on into the camp house and make yourself at home.
1: Yeah, I'm Billy Kinder. We're glad you're back. Thanks for hanging out around our campfire this week at Kinder Outdoors from the Vineyards Campground and Cabins on beautiful Grapevine Lake, Texas. That is our home away from home, and this week it's our home away from home from home. (laughs) <laughs> if that makes sense. It's our annual trip to South Dakota for fall pheasants. What a great social event, a lot of fun. Front Door to the camphouse is brought to you by Fortaflora from our trusted friends at Purina. Fortiflora is America's number one canine probiotic, and hey, whether you have a hard-working bird dog or a lovable lap dog, they all suffer from GI upset from time to time, and Fortiflora fixes that. Learn more when you click on that little box of Fortiflora at kinderoutdoors.com. It's a heartwarming and special going home feeling when I visit South Dakota each fall to hunt pheasants. Bird handlers singing to the dogs as we work our way through a cloudy, windy South Dakota cornfield. Each year is uniquely different, but similarly like the previous year. You pause to retrieve a bird, laugh at a miss, try to fully take in and soak up your surroundings. Each year, I meet new hunters and make new friends. This year, I'm hunting with Bob Reeves and his family. He won this trip at auction at the Dallas Safari Club Convention and Sporting Expo. Uh,
2: The pheasant hunting up here is world class. We've hunted all over the world. and. And uh, me and my boys always love coming up to South Dakota and hunting these pheasants. This is one of those repeat trips that you just keep coming back to. It's a great, it's a great sport.
1: It's so social.
2: Uh, yeah, I think the social aspect of it is probably a little bit underappreciated. I mean, the the dining at night, meeting new people, um, talking to folks, and then you know your bus rides and even walking through the field. At the end of the field, you're telling stories. You're looking for birds together, right? I mean, you don't dare miss a pheasant, Bob. You, you don't want to miss a pheasant with this group, for no. sure. <laughs> it's brutal. Yes. You'll hear about it for the rest of the night. So uh, it's, a, it's a fantastic deal, though. I think the social aspect is absolutely cannot be underestimated. You're really good about
1: taking a look at the hunts that you would like to participate in. Uh, no matter if that's pheasants in South Dakota or doves in Argentina or wherever, uh, and you buy those many times through conservation groups. Like this hunt uh, was an auction for Dallas that benefited Dallas Safari Club and their conservation work. Great idea, and you're to be commended
2: for for that. Hats off. Uh, thank you. Yes, we pretty much exclusively hunt through packages that we purchase through um, fan, fantastic organizations like the Dallas Safari Club. Um, Ducks Unlimited, Quail Unlimited, you know, yeah. different organizations like that that are really making a difference to to keep what we love going, which is the sport of hunting and being out together and then keeping the habitat and then even working through the governance issues, right, that yeah. you got to work through countries, states, counties, uh, several municipalities. So, um, you know, if if, if you're not going to take a direct seat working through these issues, I think the next best thing you can do is support these organizations that do this for us absolutely, and have a good time doing it absolutely. That's the bonus right That's a bonus. I mean a win win is all you're looking for in life, right? Yeah. so I mean it helps everyone, and uh we really enjoy doing it and so and we always meet great people always so yep.
1: uh you like I, am a South Dakota veteran, we've been here for years now uh coming up here. Uh, And I can I can vouch for South Dakota 2022. This is one of the best pheasant crops that I've seen.
2: Absolutely, this year uh, we talked to the outfitters and they said that you know there was a combination of factors that went together this year, but it's made it like the best year that we've had up here by far. And um, and the weather was great, but the weather you never know. But the pheasants um, are absolutely everywhere this year and flying great they look healthy and uh, you know it's great to see great populations back in the heart of the midwest you know it's it's fantastic to see
3: absolutely
2: and uh, you know pheasant
1: soup in the evening and a couple of laughs and and like we said earlier don't you dare miss because it's a boomerang it's coming (laughs) back at you
2: yes absolutely the missing is the uh, is the part that makes it fun so you're going to miss you're going to miss quite a few of them but you're going to hit quite a few of them and And uh, that makes it fantastic. That just makes the story even better at the end of the day. You know, you start the the day with the fantastic breakfast and you've got five star dining throughout the day. And, you know, you finish it off at night with um, socializing, eating great and then planning what's going to happen tomorrow. And then at the end of the trip, you just sit there and say, what day are we coming back next year? Coming up a little later
1: in the show, I want you to meet my friend Mark Hogan. With Broken Arrow Farms, gee whiz, it's a pheasant factory. (laughs) But we're going fishing in South Dakota with Shane Cowan when we come back from the coffee pot. This corner of the camp house brought to you by Calming Care from the trusted name Purina. It very gently and naturally settles the over-barker, the over-jumper. Calming Care.
4: It's Jace Robertson from Duck Dynasty. When I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with kinder, Outdoors. Billy, if you don't sit down, those ducks are never going to come in. We smell like fish, and that's a good thing.
1: The smelly elf is right. Hey, have you entered our Fishing You a Merry Christmas contest at Kinder Outdoors yet? We'll announce a winner just in time for Santa's big ride. But now is the time to get your name in the creel for that big drawing.
2: You and two guests at Cut the Cab Sea five nights and catching sailfish marlin and mahi with the Cab Sea sport fishing fleet in the
1: Caribbean. Sure beats the North Pole. Enter now at kinderoutdoors.com after Red Stick 1. Outdoor author Ken Kirkaby's sequel, Red Stick 2, is a must-read. Virgil Clary is sent to South America where he uses his unique tracking skills to find an American engineer abducted by revolutionaries. Kirkus Reviews says assured writing, a locomotive plot, and nonstop suspenseful action in a series that shows no signs of slowing down. Ken Kirkaby is an outdoor writer that truly lives the outdoors, and his books are all available on Amazon.
6: Winter at the lake is a wonderful thing. The still, quiet solace of the woods and water at Grapevine Lake offer the perfect opportunity to slow the season down a bit. Tucked away behind a secure gated entry and snuggled on the still shore of Grapevine Lake is the national award-winning vineyards, campground, and cabins. Full hookups, lightning-fast Wi-Fi, and cable TV at every campsite and cabin keep you connected even when you're getting away. The vineyard sites and fully furnished cabins are the perfect place to kick off the new year and enjoy the great outdoors. Our unique location makes you feel far away from the hustle and bustle when you're just a few blocks from historic downtown Grapevine, the Christmas capital of Texas, offering shops, restaurants, and all the sights and sounds of the season. Cozy cabins, spacious pull-through sites, and a camp store on site to provide whatever you need. Always keeping your health and safety a priority. Come enjoy nature's original way to social distance. Come see us this winter. The Vineyards Campground and Cabins. VineyardsCampground.com
4: The Dallas Safari Club Convention and Sporting Expo is back at the K Bailey Hutchison Convention Center in Dallas January 5th through the 8th. Make plans to join outdoors men and women from around the globe for the greatest hunting and outdoors expo on the planet guns, exclusive trips and opportunities, fine jewelry, world-class taxidermy, artwork, hunting gear and accessories, covering 800,000 square foot of exhibit space in downtown Dallas. I'm DSC Chief Executive Officer Corey Mason, asking you to please join us for this important event as we raise funds to fight for your ability to hunt, shoot, fish and trap. DSC also builds young men and women that will be the conservation backbone of the future. And we fund global efforts to fight poachers and benefit wildlife and habitat. There's so much to do and see at the DSC convention. Bring the family January 5th through the 8th and learn more at biggame.org.
0: been working hard all week now it's time to go fishing come along with us at kinder outdoors
1: got a call while we were on the road to south dakota a lady had a dog with chronic gi upset what do you do about that what is that product you talk about billy well it's fortiflora from the trusted name purina fortiflora tastes great it's a little powder you sprinkle it on their food each day safe enough to give every day that's right and it settles GI upset, works great as a preventative, too, before that long road trip or that big hunt. Forta flora. You know, I've made a lot of really good friends through the years here in South Dakota, on the bow of a boat or walking through a cornfield, a pheasant field. And one of those guys, as a matter of fact, I stopped at his ranch uh, when I first got to town, it was convenient, it was on the way, and I had missed shaking his hand and saying hello, so I stopped by Shane Cowan's place to say hello and to give him an invite to join me on the show today. He has agreed to that, and we have him on the Kinder Outdoors Trot Line right now. Shane Cowan is a fishing guide on Giant Lake Oahu, and he's one of the most successful smallmouth guys on the lake, which interests me a great deal. Hey, Shane, always good to talk to you. Welcome back. Good to talk to you, Billy. It was good to see you the other day. Uh, and I appreciate you taking a little time to join me uh, because, the you know, the days are getting shorter now. We've, we've fallen back with our clock, and uh, I noticed when I was at your place the other day, you've got a lot of cows to babysit, so you stay pretty busy these days.
7: Yep. I usually put the boat in about the first October, and we start feeding cattle right after that. And and if i'm lucky i can sneak out once in a while but otherwise it's all cattle from now till first of may <laughs>
1: uh, years ago uh, when i first started fishing lake Owyhee, uh and catching those great walleye uh, i thought man i bet this is a great smallmouth place and then after two or three trips up there i heard about this guy named shane cowan that loves to catch smallmouth bass on lake Oahu, and man what a smallmouth fishery that is. I've gotten an education uh, on your smallmouth there, Shane. That That's one of the best kept smallmouth secrets in America.
7: Yes, it is awesome, and the fish just keep getting bigger, and it's it's a really cool place. And then we also have the option of going down to Sharps, so it's it's a really good one-two punch.
1: Yeah, Sharps is uh, just, uh, Lake Owahi is north, just north of uh, Pierre, South Dakota, and then just to the southeast of here is Lake Sharps, both on the Missouri River. How long have you been fishing Lake Oahu? What's your background with those waters?
7: Oh, about thirty some years, I guess. I mean, they put smallies in like in the 80s, and it was you know around then that you know not long after that we started fishing them.
1: Okay, and you've really seen that the the fish grow up. I know my friend uh, Gary oh. Klein. Uh, Gary Klein fished uh, with the elites a few years ago when they first came up, and and uh, of course he's one of the founders of major league fishing and and uh, and uh, doing that now but uh, when he came up to practice on a wahi he called me and he said Billy everywhere I go I catch a 3 pounder a 5 pounder a 2 pounder a 2 pounder a 5 pounder a 4 pounder a 3 pounder so I pick up and I move to another spot and it's the same thing over and over and over again it's an incredible smallmouth fishery and what what makes it so good, Shane? Why why are the the so healthy there? Just because everybody leaves them alone, pretty much?
7: Well, I think you know part of it is we had the like the flood in two thousand and eleven just pretty much devastated the smelt, and in doing so, it it uh, the walleyes pretty much died off. They had liberal limits on them and stuff, and so there was about ten or eleven years there when. We didn't get hardly any pressure from walleye fishermen, and the bass the thing about them is they weren't so keyed in on on just the smelt, so they you know they'd eat grasshoppers they'd eat you know whatever they could find, and they really flourished i mean every year it was like those bass you could just see them gain about a pound I mean they just got bigger and bigger and bigger and and so then, when the walleye fishing came back, you know we kind of had our way up here because there wasn't many walleye guys. And now the walleye fishing is coming back, and so the bass are getting a little more pressure, but they're also, with the introduction of the lake herring and stuff, those fish are so fat up here, it's, it's amazing. I mean, they're just footballs for sure.
1: Hey, if uh, if folks want to go out and catch walleye with you, we've been talking about smallmouth, but if they want to take a walleye trip with you, they can do that, right?
7: Oh, yeah, and, then, and it's pretty cool because uh, actually just a week ago, in one week's time there were two 16 pounders caught and and our state record is only 16.2 and one of those fish weighed like 16.1.5 so there are some <laughs> big ones and i see you know and of course last year we caught the new state record smallmouth bass came out of lake hawaii a 7-3, and i did read in another um a sports Magazine, that a 7.2 was caught here in the last couple months or so. So, I mean, our fish are getting bigger, and, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Well, in the elites, pre-fishing, a guy caught a 14.5, a bass fisherman, 14.5 in 72 feet of water. Oh, my gosh. This was a walleye, but the oh. bass guy was pre-fishing caught that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool to see,
1: yeah, that's very cool to see that is uh that is something else. It's an incredible fishery, and so it's not a bad time now to take a look at next summer and uh, book a trip to Lake Oahu go fishing with Shane. Listen, you can get out there and catch those gigantic Smallies. He'll put you on them and uh and then go catch those walleye for supper, you know, a couple of nice ones for uh for dinner. Uh, when, when do your smallmouth in South Dakota on Oahu? That's a giant body of water. You get a lot of cold water runoff in the, in the early spring, uh, from, uh, from snow melt. So you've got colder water. When, when do, will your smallmouth spawn?
7: Our smallmouth usually spawn up here probably from, I'm going to say as early as the second or third week in May till, you know, the third week in june because it's it's spread out usually quite a bit and then but then like the lake below us then is really shallow and it's about a month almost ahead of of uh
1: okay yeah because it's it's not uh, 300 feet deep
7: (laughs) exactly yep warms it's more like a a river
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, how can we find you, uh, Shane, if we want to take a look at you and what you do and uh, get out and go fishing?
7: Well, you can go to my Facebook page, Shane Cowan Guide Service, or you can give me a holler at 605-280-4756.
1: Very good, and we've got uh, all that information for you at com. if you'd like to take a closer look at Shane, and I can vouch for Shane Top-notch gear and equipment, uh, you're only going with the, with the best uh, when you go fishing with, uh, with Shane Cowan. The top pros around uh, that want to know about Lake Owyhee, they study what Shane's been doing. So this is a guy that you want to look to uh, when you get ready to go up there and go fishing. Shane, good luck with those cows, okay? Let's, let's nurse them through the winter and get back on the water again.
7: Yep, sounds good, Billy, and hope I can catch up with you next time when you're up here.
1: Hey, guys, if you're thinking about a trip to South Dakota, you want to take in one of these world-famous South Dakota pheasant hunts, and you catch it just right when it's warm enough and it's not blowing so hard that it'll blow you off the lake, think about a casting blast. In South Dakota, you can't hunt pheasants until 10 a.m. That leaves a lot of daylight in the morning to go out and catch walleye or these Big, giant South Dakota smallmouth bass. So, hey, hang on to Shane Cowan's number. Give him a call. Cast and blast on South Dakota walleye, smallmouth bass, and pheasants. So, why can't you shoot pheasants before 10 in the morning in South Dakota? It's one of the greatest stories in all of the outdoors. John Cooper is the former chairman of South Dakota Game Fish and Parks He tells the story coming up a little later. Let's go grab a cup of coffee. It's Gary Loomis, and when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. Fish on! guys, you've got to get this right. Take your venison to Cinnamon Creek Ranch. Cinnamon Creek Wild Game Processing. Hands down, the best anywhere. And when you're having those sausages and ground meat made up, don't forget the chicken fried steak. Better than beef and so tender you can cut them with a fork.
8: Yeah, we run it through the tenderizer two or three times depending on, you know, how thick they want them. And uh, we take all the silver and all the fat and anything. It's just pure meat.
1: And when you see that hog rooting around, put him in the bed of the truck and take him to Joe Masaccio's Cinnamon Creek Ranch.
8: People don't realize how good tasting they are, wild hogs. Um, if you keep them around 150 or just shy of 200, they're really, really good eating. Um, sausage and, uh, stickers, which are, we take them out of the hams and we marinate them and, and put them on a skewer. And man, they're, they're the cats. Meow, man. Cinnamon Creek Ranch Wild Game Processing Roanoke,
1: Texas. Premier in the wild game industry. CinnamonCreekRanch.com. Can you imagine 20-plus sailfish in a single day? Welcome to Costa Rica's rich fishing history. The marlin catch is as good as any spot on earth. Blue marlin, sailfish, mahi, and tuna. From the moment your feet touch down in beautiful Costa Rica, you'll discover a new love in your life. The landscape, the people, the food, the salty air and year-round fishable temperatures and calm waters. At Sea Sport Fishing, We're prepared for your group with a fleet of some of the most successful vessels in this sport fishing area. Call your buddies or make it a couple's trip to Costa Rica. Enjoy world-class Caribbean sport fishing, endless shopping, beaches, spectacular wildlife. Discover the landscape by horseback. Carib Sea Sport Fishing offers a variety of trips offshore, inshore, overnight, half day, full day, every day. Come see us now. At com
3: Every animal that has ever roamed this planet was designed as hunted or hunter, predator or prey. We are hunters. If it were ever necessary, even the strictest vegan would return to the wild, driven to survive by the instincts of his ancestors those who hide behind the soft delusion of their own ignorance do so from within a civilization whose very being costs the lives of countless creatures every single day death is an undeniable fuel of life this is the undeniable truth of existence to live in balance with the planet that sustains us we must admit and embrace the nature within us Trust the hunter in your blood.
1: The Wild Sheep Foundation. Our purpose sounds simple, to put and keep wild sheep on the mountain. But from where we stand to the top of the mountain is a challenging and exciting journey. To be successful, we support the top scientific minds in wildlife research. We tell the story and history of the wild sheep in North America to those around us, like you. And step by step, we protect and grow wild sheep populations. If not for the Wild Sheep Foundation, more than $115 million in care, concern, and conservation work would not have happened over the past 40 years. Important work that has seen our wild sheep populations grow from 25,000 or so in the 1950s to more than 85,000 today. Learn more about the worldwide leader in wild sheep conservation. Secure a membership. Attend a banquet, bid on an auction item, make an impact on top of the mountain.
8: WildSheepFoundation.org At the Outdoors Tomorrow Foundation, we're really happy to have more than 50,000 kids in school classrooms learning about archery, fishing, boating, and other outdoor skills each year. We're thrilled that we have grown to schools across the United States and continue to grow. We're humbled that teaching wildlife conservation to our future generations have been so eagerly accepted by more than a quarter million kids so far. We're happy, thrilled, and humbled, but we're not stopping. The Outdoor Adventures program in junior highs and high schools across America has proven to be a hit with kids, and in case after case, we've seen Outdoor Adventures young lives changed. Kids that just were not into school and not involved are now excited to get into the classroom each day because of Outdoor Adventures. The kids earn classroom credit by learning the outdoor basics, and they smile while learning. If you want Outdoor Adventures in your local school, contact me, Scott McClure. I'm at GoOTF.com. That's Scott at GoOTF.com.
0: God bless America with freedom to enjoy the creation and worship the creator. This is the Kinder Outdoors Camp House.
1: I'm Billy Kinder. This is Kinder Outdoors from the Vineyards Campground and Cabins. Grapevine, Texas is our home away from home. And hey, we've got a, a really cool fall, Christmas time, fall season contest going. We're fishing you a Merry Christmas. We want to send you and two guests to the Caribbean, Costa Rica, fishing with our friends at Carib Sea Sport Fishing, Five Nights Oceanfront at Casa Carib Sea, and then fishing the billfish capital of the world, some of the most fertile billfish waters on planet Earth in the Caribbean. Marlin, sailfish, mahi. Inshore, offshore, the fleet and crews are at your disposal. Living it up with your buddies, your family, whoever. It's you and two guests, a $10,000 value, and it's a simple drawing. All you have to do is drop by the website, Kinder, K-I-N-D-E-R, KinderOutdoors.com, and register. Hey, we're coming to you from South Dakota this week, just north of Pierre, South Dakota, on the shores of Lake Owyhee. And one of my favorite uh, places, some of my favorite people, David and Angela Healan at the Dead Rabbit Lodge. Everything you need, great food. (laughs) And great hunting, too. David uh, secures about 40,000 acres every year for us to uh, chase pheasants on. And uh, this year we've been focusing on Mark Hogan's place, Broken Arrow Farms. His crop is pheasants. When we're back home in Texas, I'm absolutely sure, I'm certain with the bird numbers, dwindling bird numbers in West Texas, that Joshua Creek Ranch in the Texas Hill Country is your spot for an upland bird hunt, the best bird hunting in Texas. They've got about 100 dogs in their kennel. (laughs) Your dogs are welcome, too. Bring them on out and enjoy five-star luxury and bird hunting. So says Orvis and Beretta shooting sportsmen, and many, many others. Learn more about Joshua Creek Ranch at kinderoutdoors.com. I've got Mark Hogan from Broken Arrow Farms on that Kinder Outdoors trot line right now. Mark, welcome back to the show. It's been a day or two since we had you here. Yeah. Good to have you back with us again, and I've really enjoyed uh, hunting with you over the past few days, as always. And I was pleasantly surprised when I got to your place, Mark, uh, because all I've heard uh, for the past year is drought, 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 but you uh, live in central South Dakota, and you guys caught some pretty timely rains this year.
9: Yeah, and it was all about timing, because uh, we had a beautiful spring, and, and good rains, and everything looked great, and then it just shut off, but uh, we did it, it sure come at the right times, and uh, turned out, uh, the crops turned out great, and the bird numbers were wonderful.
1: Yeah. Uh I wanna talk about your crops first. You don't raise crops to, to harvest uh those crops uh for feed or consumption. You raise crops for pheasants to live in and I think that's pretty darn cool. <laughs>
9: yeah, absolutely. And uh yeah, that uh pheasants are our crops, so yeah, we plant uh corn and milo and grasses and everything else just uh just for habitat.
1: Yeah, uh strictly for habitat so uh, One thing that I noticed, uh, boy, you've got tremendous cover. You've got great cover because of those timely rains and all of the folks around you, all those farms around you, they, they raise crops for another reason. They raise crops for consumption. So when they harvest the only place left for those pheasants to go and live is at your place at broken arrow. And they do live there. I've seen them.
9: <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, we're kind of, uh, a little oasis out there and, uh, yeah, it's a big boon to our bird numbers when when the neighbors get all their combining done, which is taking place right now.
1: Yep, there you go. Hey, uh let's talk about that pheasant hatch a little bit. It was a good year.
9: Yeah, definitely. Uh probably one of the we've been in business for 25 years and this is probably uh you know, one of the best we can remember for quite a few years and uh like I say the spring was ideal and uh real good hatch. What happened last year? That differed from this year is that uh, late drought late summer drought uh, must have killed most of the chicks off last year this year there must have been enough timely rains and, and days with dew on the ground and such that you know the hash turned out real well and uh, you know the neighbors I've talked to the other operators I've talked to the the processing uh, place in town that does our birds all of them are just re- reporting you know some of the best numbers we've seen in a while which is you know super encouraging
1: you know i've been coming up there for close to a dozen years now and uh just on the roadway driving and certainly out in the field at your place and and around central south dakota hands down the best bird numbers that i've ever seen pheasant numbers that i've i've ever seen so if folks want to come hunt south dakota hey this would be a good year to do it but you better get on the stick uh what are season dates Mark, how late can people hunt?
9: Well, uh, we hunt till the end of March. Um, you know, most of our hunting takes place in the fall, but we do, we do hunt in January and February uh, also. So, uh, sure,
1: still, still plenty of time to hunt. Where can we find you? Is it Facebook, uh, online, website?
9: Well, the best place is our website, which is HuntBrokenArrow.com. And you can certainly find us on Facebook also or give us a call.
1: Yep, or come see me at kinderoutdoors.com, K-I-N-D-E-R, kinderoutdoors.com, and we'll have a link to, uh, Mark Hogan's, uh, Broken Arrow Farms, South Dakota. Had a great time up there, really enjoyed time with you. And uh, having your four-year-old son Gray out in the field with us was a big bonus. I, I, that was that. You should charge for that entertainment.
9: Well, maybe he should have been the interview.
1: <laughs> hey, look forward to seeing you next time, Mark. And again, thanks for your great hospitality. You, what a wonderful time! You bet. Had a great time. Thanks, Billy. At Joshua Creek Ranch, Bernie, Texas, in the Hill Country, they feature five-star bird hunting but listen they also have one of the best naturally occurring axis herds on planet earth i know what you're thinking and that would be wrong no this is not a high fence ranch it's a low fence place free range come and go as they please and they are pleased to enjoy the habitat at joshua creek ranch i shot a really nice axis deer down there just a few months ago back in the summer we enjoy him on the dinner table on a regular basis now at the Kinder Home. Enjoy the bird hunting, but don't overlook the axis deer hunting at Joshua Creek Ranch. Learn more about them at KinderOutdoors.com. When you come to South Dakota to hunt pheasants, it's an interesting and relaxed schedule. You get up and have a great breakfast, you enjoy your buddies, get your gear ready for the day, and you don't start hunting until 10 a.m. That's the law. So, why can't you start at sunrise? I asked my friend John Cooper that very question a couple of years ago. John is a past director with South Dakota Game, Fish, and Parks. The 10 o'clock start is one of the most interesting and coolest stories in all of the outdoor world. What it
5: boils down to is is it it doesn't have much anything to do with biological reasons. Uh, It doesn't have anything to do with the pheasants being on the rooster, being out on the roads graveling, or any of that kind of stuff. What it's got to do with... Is that original transplant? The farmers who were involved in volunteering to help work with the department and have those pheasants on their property and and go through all the research and stuff that those original guys did. There, when we when the department announced a season that we we're going to have a hunting season, the department basically went with the same way we'd always do most upland birds. You know, start at sunrise and you end at sun, sunset. And the and the rancher said and the farmer said, oh, wait a minute. We did all this work." And we've got chores to do, so you guys can't open this season until we're done feeding our cows and working on our equipment, and so the reason we have a noon start for the first two weeks is because tradition. It's because uh, kind of a homage and a thank you to all the farmers out there that uh, got to get their chores done before they can go pick up their shotgun. Are you pulling my leg, John? No, I'm not. That's exactly what happened. They basically sat down in front of the commission, and they said, Come on, man. You guys got to give us opportunity here. For, and You know, it made
1: sense when you think about it. Isn't that cool? They did away with the noon start first two weeks of the season a couple of years ago. Now it's 10 a.m. opening day through that very sad final day of pheasant season each year in South Dakota. Just slow down and turn in your breakfast order. <laughs>
4: Dallas Safari Club Convention and Sporting Expo is back at the K. Bailey Hutchison Convention Center in Dallas, January 5th through the 8th. Make plans to join outdoors men and women from around the globe for the greatest hunting and outdoors expo on the planet. Guns, exclusive trips and opportunities, fine jewelry, world-class taxidermy, artwork, hunting gear, and accessories. Covering 800,000 square foot of exhibit space in downtown Dallas. I'm DSC Chief Executive Officer, Corey Mason, asking you to please join us for this important event as we raise funds to fight for your ability to hunt, shoot, fish, and trap. DSC also builds young men and women that will be the conservation backbone of the future, and we fund global efforts to fight poachers and benefit wildlife and habitat. There's so much to do and see at the DSC convention. Bring the family January 5th through the 8th and learn more at Big Game.
1: Got your sights set on a big buck this year? Then look no further than Marksman Firearms. We've got everything you need for hunting season from guns and ammo to accessories and specialized gear. Visit one of our Marksman stores in Mansfield, Granbury, Colleen or Wichita Falls. Military and first responders get a 10% discount. And we offer 90-day layaway, same as cash. For more info, go to MarksmanFirearms.com. Make your mark at Marksman. John Payne and his Tejas Ranch Fence Company know that there's no cookie-cutter
10: approach. Every job, every
1: ranch, every lay of land is unique and custom.
10: We're able to take a look at the owner's intent, the individual characteristics of the property, and really come up with a solution that works for them. We've got a great team here that has a passion for what we do. Your land our passion. We love bringing out the best in your property. TejasRanchFence.com. Ag Texas. The name itself says trust,
1: honesty, strength, and tradition. Ag Texas has from the get-go been dedicated to the prosperity of agriculture and rural America. The Ag Texas family can help grow your herd or your operation. Give us a call and talk to Ag Texas pros about risk management in the form of crop insurance, protecting borrowed capital and savings. We specialize in everything from dairy cows to pecan trees and have the right financial tools and knowledge at Ag Texas to help you grow and grow safely. We can't tell you when it's going to rain again, but we can assure that your crop, your cows, your family, and the family land are secure and protected no matter the storm or the dry spell. We are Agriculture at Ag Texas and we look forward to visiting with you. Ag Texas is at agtexas.com and just down the road, wing shooting in Argentina is an activity that must be experienced rather than explained. Dove are considered to be a plague in the area so there are no bag limits and there are no seasons to hunt them.
6: We've got 20 million birds on the roost and they're there 365 days a year. They're there every day, all day. They fly eight hours a day, every day.
1: At Cordoba Dives, you'll enjoy delicious food, exceptional hospitality, beverages in the field. Your own personal Bird Boy. Bird Boy's
6: job is to pour shells in your bag uh, when you're going through a box every five minutes and keep count of the birds that you've shot and to bring you something to drink every few minutes. At the end of the day, we pick up all the holes and pick up the birds, but you can't send him mouth to pick up birds at six or eight hundred times a day.
1: Experience the very best that Argentina has to offer through Cordoba Doves. Contact the U.S. Representative Lane Balky at CordobaDoves.com
7: my name is José Grasso, the owner of JJ Casería. Can see me in Argentina.
0: Did you ever notice that Jesus selected fishermen to follow him? Just saying. Welcome to our boat at Kinder Outdoors.
1: Kinder Outdoors from the Vineyards Campground and Cabins on the shore's of beautiful Grapevine Lake, Texas. When I step out my door in the morning, I'm literally like 15 seconds from my boat. (laughs) That's a great way to start the day. It's a great place to stay. Uh, They do book up, so you might want to plan ahead a little bit and plan a visit to Grapevine, Texas and the Vineyards Campground and Cabins. It's always a pleasure and enjoyable to visit with my good friend Larry Wysoon, Mr. Whitetail. I've got him on that Kinder Outdoors trot line right now. He's on the side of the road somewhere in Texas. <laughs> Larry, welcome back.
11: It is so good to be back with you. You know, you and I had the opportunity to text back and forth a little bit on opening Texas morning, and uh You were up somewhere after a bird, and I was looking for a whitetail deer in Texas.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We've been chasing pheasants, and I tell you what, the hatch, if you get a chance to go to South Dakota this year, Larry, before it freezes up too bad, jump on it. They had a great hatch in central South Dakota. They weren't as droughty as other places, and hey, the bird numbers are phenomenal they're as good as i've ever seen it i've hunted up there for many many years it's a good oh my one. goodness hey real quick how was opening day i know it was a home run because you were with family <laughs> did you see any deer
11: you know we did we uh the, but the interesting thing was we didn't see deer until about midday we were uh actually cooking breakfast under a big old oak tree there on my little place and and happened to look up and here comes what would have been a really nice 10 point buck, but he was broken off on his right side. And we have a 13 inch inside spread rule and it wouldn't have made it. <laughs> but, uh, wow. we had a great, we had a great time. We did see some deer. We didn't, we were looking, of course, for something a little bit with more age on them than what we did see. But I will tell you that the, the rut or the breeding season was going on there. and and uh, I spoke with several people over in the eastern half of their third, maybe, of Texas. And everybody I spoke, talked to there said the bucks are chasing really hard. And kind of the same thing that I heard, you know, a little bit farther north as well, too. So it, it's our time of the year. It's unbelievable. Well,
1: Thankfully, it's here again. After hunting up in South Dakota for a week, uh it looked like they're just starting to chase there. So uh, different scenarios depending upon where you are.
11: It it really is. I was with Brian Murphy not very long ago. Of course, Brian for years was with the Quality Deer Management Program, and he's now with the company that does the Hunt Stand app. And he's been looking at a tremendous amount of data, looking at when fawns were born and they're post-dating that to when the, the those does got bred. And I think they've identified something that close to 4,000 different rut periods across the U.S. So, you know, when you think wow. of it, and basically the rut occurs so that 230 days later, those fawns are born at the most opportune nutritional time. And, and in the years since we've developed agriculture in those states that you're talking about, you know, the, the peak of the rut is still pretty much the – within a week or so of what it's always been but that peak is not nearly as tall as what it once was because all of a sudden now it's not that important for those fawns to be born at a certain specific time because of the more than adequate nutrition that exists pretty much year-round in some of those areas
1: yeah yeah and i wanted to talk about the state of the white tail uh, you know deer season's kicking off across the country and uh, everybody yes uh, is really into it this time of year Hey, if you're wondering, if you don't know historically what's happened with our whitetail deer over the years, these are the good old days, aren't they, Larry?
7: <laughs>
1: We're
11: living in the golden age of whitetail when you get right down to it. Our numbers across the country are extremely good. Uh, the hunting opportunities have never been better than what they are right now. And you know, actually because of probably because of COVID and people realizing that food doesn't come from the grocery store, we've got a lot more hunters out in the field again right now too. So you're right. This these are the golden ages or it is the golden age as far as white tail deer is concerned.
1: Deer numbers are healthy, uh in some yes, places uh in some places, Larry, a little too healthy and there are some city parks and some state uh, state parks and areas across the country that if you'll check there are some pretty sweet hunting opportunities in those places.
11: There really are. The the white tails here are so adaptable as you and most everybody else well knows, but they have adapted to living close to humans and to be honest we you, some of the biggest bucks that are being produced these white these years in, in terms of antlers and body are coming from those areas that you just discussed because they're getting into the suburbs and they're eating fertilized uh roses and a whole lot of other stuff and they don't get the hunt pressure there that they do elsewhere. But you're right, there are great opportunities within cities and state parks that are opening up more and more all the time.
1: I think you should author, uh you, I think your next book should be titled Mama's Roses and uh, <laughs> <just> talk, <laughs> talk about how these white-tailed deer love a neighborhood, love to move into a neighborhood. Hey, uh, I love it. I love to talk about the importance of hunting because so many people don't understand how important a hunting license is, a fishing license is, buying a box of bullets or a rifle is, uh, and how those things support and help conservation. Will you help us out with that story? How's that go? Absolutely. There is a, what
11: is called the Pittman Robertson Act, which was, I think it was, goes back to about the 1930s or so, in which the hunters and outdoors people asked to have an excise tax put on anything having to do with the hunting, including uh, firearms, ammunition, and that excise tax is then collected by the U.S. and then distributed across the states based upon the sale of the number of hunting licenses all those if anybody truly loved outdoors whether they hunt or not if they really wanted to support the wildlife they should go out and buy a hunting license because the hunting license not only does the money there go directly to the state but then that allocation of where the pittman robertson dollars go to which is in the millions of dollars that goes to different states the more hunting licenses that are sold in those areas the greater share of that money so if you're interested in hunting, and it's the hunter that supports the wildlife. If, 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 if there's an economic value, which there is with whitetail deer, and all the side benefits in looking at the uh, grocery stores, restaurants, gas stores, you know, the, the list just goes on and on of people that benefit from it. Uh Hunting is so very important economically, but it's also very important for the habitat. If we don't hunt these animals and keep that habitat in good shape, we lose habitat. When we lose habitat, we lose all wildlife. We lose songbirds. We lose, uh, you know, the little the little ground skinks and all those things because there's no place for them to live. So hunting has so many different things that are, make it so very important that if you love wildlife and you want to have wildlife in the future, you've got to have hunting.
1: Uh, Larry, uh, before we go, tell us tell us what Mr. Whitetail has laid out. What What's your whitetail season kind of look like?
11: Well, as you're well aware, I pulled off the side of the road. I'm on my way to a hunting trip in East Texas and go from East Texas to up uh, close to your stomping grounds, up close to Jack County for a couple of few days, and I go to the Hargrove Ranch to hunt with the President uh, CEO of Remington, and then I slide back down to... Uh, Sterling City, where I'm in the lease with uh, Mr. Corey Mason and, and his dad and some friends, and get back home tonight before Thanksgiving. Have Thanksgiving hunt with my family, Thanksgiving weekend because we can take those where my little property is, and then I'm back on the road again. So, and it, it,
4: people actually can
11: kind of keep up with we've been doing a lot of stuff on social media lately and so uh, we do a little like vision type things on where I am and what I'm doing and all that kind of stuff on Facebook on on just Larry Weiss in the public figure and then they can also do the same thing catch up with me on Instagram as to what we're doing what we're rattling up and all those other kind of good things there Uh, again just with Larry Weiss at Larry Weiss so uh, love to have them uh, follow us there and uh, let us know how they're doing as well too
1: Wow, good to hear that you're slowing down, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Hey, good luck, my friend, and uh, we'll, I don't know where it'll be, a roadside park or a cafe somewhere, but I'll see you soon. Yes, we will. Thank
11: you very much. I wish everybody the best of luck
1: this Thanks, Larry. Hey, uh, my buddy, Mr. Crappie, Wally Marshall, his wife surprised him with an upland bird hunt at Joshua Creek Ranch for Christmas a couple of years ago. What a great idea. Learn more about Joshua Creek Ranch, the bird hunting, the deer hunting, the axis deer, the dining, the lodging. It's all at kinderoutdoors.com. Let's grab a cup of coffee.
0: (laughs) Outdoorsmen and women. Hunters, shooters, and fishers are the reason that wild creatures roam bountifully in wild places. This is where we come together to talk about it. Kender Outdoors.
1: When you visit my friend David Helan and his very talented bird dogs at the Dead Rabbit Lodge north of Pierre, South Dakota, you'll notice in his kennel that he demands and feeds the very best and that is Purina Pro plan performance formula in the purple sport bag label. You'll find it at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores for your champ. It's become a fall tradition hunting pheasants in South Dakota. It's so much fun. It's a challenging shot, especially when the winds are sustained at 35 and gusting to 50 like they were a few days ago. The deep chill has now set in, high temperatures around 10 or 12. But listen, you can come up here in December, as I have done before, and have very pleasant weather and hunt in shorts. I've done that as many years as I've had to bundle up. Never know what you're going to get, so don't be afraid to travel to South Dakota and go pheasant hunting in December. We're up here this week with a fellow named Bob Reeves. He was an auction winner at the Dallas Safari Club Convention and Sporting Expo, and it looks to me like Bob and his group have been having a whale of a time.
2: Uh, the pheasant hunting up here is world class. We've hunted all over the world and and uh, me and my boys always love coming up to South Dakota and hunting these pheasants.
1: Yeah, I'm always impressed with the guys that I see here because typically uh, they're not from South Dakota. Like you and I, we're from Texas and there's I meet guys here in South Dakota that have come here from all over the world, literally, and have opportunities to hunt wherever they'd like all over the world. But this is one of those repeat trips that you just keep coming back to. It's a great it's a great sport. It's so social.
2: Uh yeah, I think the social aspect of it is probably a little bit underappreciated. I mean the the dining at night, meeting new people, um talking to folks and then, you know, your bus rides and even walking through the field. At the end of the field, you're telling stories. You're looking for birds together, right? I mean, you don't dare miss a pheasant, Bob. You, you don't want to miss a pheasant with this group, for no. sure. <laughs> it's brutal. Yes. You'll hear about it for the rest of the night. So, uh, it's a, it's a fantastic deal, though. I think the social aspect is absolutely cannot be underestimated. You're really good about
1: taking a look at the hunts that you would like to participate in. Uh, no matter if that's pheasants in South Dakota or doves in Argentina or wherever, uh, and you buy those many times through conservation groups. Like this hunt uh, was an auction for Dallas that benefited Dallas Safari Club and their conservation work. Great idea, and you're to be commended
2: for for that. Hats off. Oh, thank you. Yes, we pretty much exclusively hunt through packages that we purchase through um, fan, fantastic organizations like the Dallas Safari Club. Um, Ducks Unlimited, Quail Unlimited, you know, yeah. different organizations like that that are really making a difference to to keep what we love going, which is the sport of hunting and being out together, and then keeping the habitat, and then even working through the governance issues, right? That yeah. you get work through countries, states, counties, uh, several municipalities. So um, you know, if if, if you're not going to take a direct seat working through these issues. I think the next best thing you can do is support these organizations that do this for us. Absolutely. And have a good time doing it. Absolutely. That's the bonus, right? That's bonus. I mean, a win-win is all you're looking for in life, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it helps everyone, and uh, we really enjoy doing it. And, so, and we always meet great people, always. So, yep. uh, You, like I,
1: am a South Dakota veteran. We've been here for years now, uh, coming up here uh, and I can I can vouch for South Dakota 2022. This is one of the best pheasant crops that I've seen.
2: Absolutely. This year, uh, we talked to the outfitters, and they said that, you know, there was a combination of factors that went together this year, but it's made it like the best year that we've had up here by far, and, um, and the weather was great, but the weather, you never know, but the pheasants um, are a- absolutely everywhere this year, and flying great they look healthy and uh you know it's great to see great populations back in the heart of the midwest you know it's yeah. it's fantastic to see
1: absolutely
2: and uh, you know
1: pheasant soup in the evening and a couple of laughs and and like we said earlier don't you dare miss because it's a boomerang it's coming <laughs> back at you
2: yes absolutely the missing is the uh is the part that makes it fun so you're gonna miss you're gonna miss quite a few of them but you're gonna hit quite a few of them and. And uh, that makes it fantastic. That just makes the story even better at the end yeah. of the day.
1: Well, Bob, I have to tell you, I've thoroughly enjoyed meeting you and meeting your sons, meeting your brother, hanging out with your family. It's it's a really cool event. If you've never been pheasant hunting, bring your family. Make it a corporate trip. Bring your buddies up because you're going to laugh and, and uh, just have a ball all day long, breakfast through dinner and the evening events.
2: Absolutely. You know, you start the, the day with the... Uh, a fantastic breakfast and you've got five-star dining throughout the day and you know you finish it off at night with um, socializing eating great and then planning what's going to happen tomorrow and then at the end of the trip you just sit there and say well, what day are we coming back next year so <laughs> it's fantastic. I, I can't think of a more perfect way to end this visit uh, again hats off thanks for uh, coming up uh, thanks billy look forward to seeing you next year
1: I talk about pro plan performance formula for your hard working dogs, but listen, there is a pro plan formula for your dog, even if that's a lap dog or even if they have special conditions like an itchy coat or an intolerance to grain. Pick up the pro plan formula that best suits your dog at Atwoods Ranch and Home Stores in Oklahoma and Arkansas, Texas, Missouri, and Kansas. South Dakota is famous for its pheasants, but hang on a minute. You might want to cast and blast with my friend Shane Cowan when you come up here. We'll talk to Shane when we come back from the coffee pot. When we're not on the road hunting or fishing America, Kinder Outdoors calls the vineyards, campground, and cabins in Grapevine, Texas, home. It has everything I need to prepare and broadcast coast-to-coast and border-to-border each week. Full hookups, cable TV, and 50-amp service at every RV site. Strong Wi-Fi that's powerful enough to ship Kinder Outdoors to you, no matter where you are in the U.S. or Canada. Most importantly, I can walk out of my fifth wheel and launch my boat at the Vineyard's boat ramp without ever leaving the gated property. There's a sandy beach, a fully stocked camp store complete with firewood, groceries, and even commonly needed RV supplies. Rent a golf cart to make your way around this giant park located on the shores of Grapevine Lake, Texas. Every single cabin and RV is lakefront or lake view, and you're just blocks away from Main Street Grapevine with fantastic shopping and dining. As you can imagine, the Vineyards Campground and Cabin stays pretty busy, so why don't you block a little time right now at vineyardscampground.com. U.S. Highway 287 carries elk hunters and fly fishers, snow skiers and bird dog chasers, 72-ounce steak eaters, varied Cadillac picture takers, antelopers, prairie doggers, and rattlesnakers. The Herdware Store sits on Highway 287 near Goodnight, Texas. Now only 18 people live around here, so to keep the lights turned on, we need u 287 travelers to stop by. Come in out of the weather and take a look at the most unique store between the Gulf and Pacific coasts. If you fry your turkeys during the holiday season and you're tired of the hassle of pots, open flames under hot oil, and sticky, oily messes, then it's time to take a good look at the Cajun Fryer by R&V Works. The original, the last fryer that you'll ever need to purchase. Cajun Fryer puts pro-level frying gear in your backyard or hunt and fish camp. These are high-performance, low-maintenance deep fryers that feature the heat source in the oil. Your oil heats from the inside out. If your family loves a fish fry, Cajun Fryer is a must. Because the heat source is suspended in the oil, small crumbs and pieces that burn fall to the bottom. So your oil stays much cleaner, many times lasting the entire year. Often imitated, never duplicated. Don't be fooled. Take a look at the original Cajun Fryer at CajunFryer.com. Fresh, crisp, delicious every time. CajunFryer.com Whether I'm still hunting January whitetails in wintry west Texas, November pheasants in snowy South Dakota, crappie through the Minnesota ice, or big brown trout in the cold waters of the Ozarks in the fall, I know that I'm going to be warm and comfortable enough to go all day long. It starts with foundational protection from the frigid extremes. My basics and essentials are Buffalo Wool Company socks, Gloves and net gator. Here's Ron Miskin with Buffalo Wool. Well,
2: I was really surprised when I got pictures back. He sent, went and did a 330 mile snowmobile trek up in Alaska, negative 30, chasing muskox. He said, second day he quit wearing his choppers, just wearing our gloves and hat.
1: The buffalo fiber you make your products from, actually warmer than wool.
2: Oh, yeah,
10: much warmer than wool, a lot more durable. These are meant to be used and used hard. Learn the secret of
1: the buffalo, the buffalowoolco.com thepuffaloworldco.com
0: Progress of fishing, the art of going fishing when you should be painting the house. Hey, wait for us. Welcome to the Kinder Outdoors Camp House.
1: Pro Plan Performance from a trusted name Purina Pro Plan Performance formula for your hard working bird dogs 30% protein and 20% fat hands down the only fuel for your bird dog 89% 89% of the field trial champions across North America annually are Purina Pro Plan dogs that ought to tell you something pick up the Pro Plan at Atwood's Ranch and home stores When you visit South Dakota, if you come earlier in the season, around the opener, the weather just might be suitable for a cast and blast. Don't miss that opportunity. Come up here and fish Lake Owyhee in the morning, shoot your pheasants in the afternoon. And I highly recommend you give this guy a call. It's my buddy Shane Cowan. He guides for uh, walleye and big smallmouth bass. That rings my bell. On beautiful Lake Owahi, north of Pierce, South Dakota. Shane, welcome back to the show, buddy. Good to talk to you, Billy. It was good to see you the other day. Uh, and I appreciate you taking a little time to join me uh, because, the you know, the days are getting shorter now. We've, we've fallen back with our clocks. And uh, I noticed when I was at your place the other day, you've got a lot of cows to babysit. So you stay pretty busy these days.
7: Yep. I usually put the boat in about the first of October and we start feeding cattle right after that. And, and if I'm lucky, I can sneak out once in a while, but otherwise <laughs> it's all cattle from now till first of May. <laughs>
1: uh, years ago uh, when I first started fishing Lake Owyhee uh, and catching those great walleye, uh, I thought, man, I bet this is a great small mouth place. And then after two or three trips up there, I heard about this guy named Shane Cowan that loves to catch smallmouth bass on Lake Hawaii. And man, what a smallmouth fishery that is! I've gotten an education uh, on your smallmouth there, Shane. That that's one of the best kept smallmouth secrets in America.
7: Yes, it is awesome, and. The fish just keep getting bigger, and it's it's a really cool place. And then we also have the option of going down to Sharps, so it's it's a really good one-two punch.
1: Yeah, Sharps is uh, just uh, – Lake Oahe is north, just north of uh, Pier, South Dakota, and then just to the southeast of Pier is Lake Sharps, both on the Missouri River. How long have you been fishing Lake Owahi? What's your background with those waters?
7: Oh, about 30-some years, I guess. I mean – they put smallies in like in the '80s, and it was you know around then that you know not long after that we started fishing them.
1: Okay, and you've really seen that the the fish grow up. I know my friend uh, Gary oh. Klein. Uh, Gary Klein fished uh, with the elites a few years ago when they first came up, and and uh, of course he's one of the founders of Major League Fishing and and uh, and uh, doing that now. But uh when he came up to practice on Oahu, he called me and he said, "Billy, everywhere I go." I catch a three pounder, a five pounder, a two pounder, a two pounder, a five pounder, a four pounder, a three pounder. So I pick up and I move to another spot and it's the same thing over and over and over again. It's an incredible smallmouth fishery and what what makes it so good, Shane? Why why are the the smallmouth so healthy there? Just because everybody leaves them alone pretty much?
7: Well, I think, you know, part of it is we had uh, like the flood in two thousand eleven just pretty much devastated the smelt and in doing so it it uh the walleyes pretty much died off they had liberal limits on them and stuff and so there was about 10 or 11 years there when we didn't get hardly any pressure from walleye fishermen and the bass the thing about them is they weren't so keyed in on on just the smelt so they you know, they'd eat grasshoppers. They'd eat, you know, whatever they could find, and they really flourished. I mean, every year it was like those bass, you could just see them gain about a pound. I mean, they just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And and so then when the walleye fishing came back, you know, we kind of had our way up here because there wasn't many walleye guys. And now the walleye fishing's coming back, and so the bass are getting a little more pressure, but they're also, with the introduction of the lake herring and stuff, those fish are so fat up here, it's, it's amazing. I mean, they're just footballs for sure.
1: Hey, if uh, if folks want to go out and catch walleye with you, we've been talking about smallmouth, but if they want to take a walleye trip with you, they can do that, right?
7: Oh, yeah, and, then, and it's pretty cool because uh, actually just a week ago in one week's time, there were two 16-pounders caught. And and our state record is only sixteen two, and one of those fish weighed like sixteen one point five. So oh. there are some big ones. And I see, you know, and of course last year we caught the new state record smallmouth bass came out of Lake Hawaii a seven three, and I did read in another um, uh, sports magazine that a seven two was caught here in the last couple of months or so. So, I mean, our fish are getting bigger, and, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Well, in the elites, pre-fishing, a guy caught a 14.5, a bass fisherman, 14.5 in 72 feet of water. Oh, my gosh. This was a walleye, but the bass guy was pre-fishing caught that. (laughs) It was pretty cool to see.
1: Yeah, that's very cool to see. That is, uh, that is something else. It's an incredible fishery. And so it's not a bad time now to take a look at next summer and, uh, book a trip to Lake Oahu. Go fishing with Shane. Listen, you can get out there and catch those gigantic smallies. He'll put you on them and, uh, and then go catch those walleye's for supper, you know, a couple of nice ones for, uh, for dinner. Uh, when, when do your smallmouth in South Dakota on Oahu? That's a giant body of water. You get a lot of cold water runoff in the in the early spring uh, from uh, from snowmelt, so you've got colder water. When when do will your smallmouth spawn?
7: Our smallmouth usually spawn up here probably from I'm going to say as early as the second or third week in May till you know the third week in June because it's it's spread out usually quite a bit. And then, so, but then, like the lake bef- below us, then is really shallow, and it's about a month almost ahead of of Hawaii. Uh,
1: okay, yeah, because it's it's not uh, three hundred feet deep.
7: <laughs> exactly. It, yep. Warms. It's warms more like a, a river.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, how can we find you, uh, Shane, if we want to take a look at you and what you do, and uh, get out and go fishing?
7: Well, you can go to my Facebook page, Shane Cowan Guide Service, or you can give me a holler at 605-280-4756.
1: Very good. And we've got uh, all that information for you at kinderoutdoors.com if you'd like to take a closer look at Shane. And I can vouch for Shane. Top-notch gear and equipment, uh, you're only going with the, with the best uh, when you go fishing with, uh, with Shane Cowan. The top pros around uh, that want to know about Lake Owahi, they study what Shane's been doing. So this is a guy that you want to look to uh, when you get ready to go up there and go fishing. Shane, good luck with those cows, okay? Let's, let's nurse them through the winter and get back on the water again.
7: Yep, sounds good,
1: Billy, and hope I can catch up with you next time when you're up here. Lake Owahi is just north of Pier, South Dakota, and then Lake Sharps is just to the southeast. You're surrounded by fertile water on the Missouri River when you visit this part of the world, central South Dakota. By the way, Pierre, South Dakota, is the capital, South Dakota capital. This is the home of newly reelected Governor Christy Noam. Less than 14,000 people inhabit this state capital town. <laughs> and Christy, I should say Governor Noam and her husband still stand on the porch and hand out Halloween candy to the kids that come by trick-or-treating. Another place you'll want to visit when you come to Pierre, South Dakota to hunt pheasants is the Dakota Mart. It's a grocery store. It's the world's greatest grocery store. You walk in, and at street level, it's a grocery store. Fully stocked, everything you need for your trip. But take the stairs down to the basement area. With equal square footage to the grocery store is a very well-equipped nice hunting store hunting and fishing store an outdoor store in the basement of the grocery store you walk in there the women grab a cart and take off down an aisle the men take off down the stairs (laughs)
4: we smell like fish and that's a good
1: thing the smelly elf is right Hey, have you entered our Fishing You a Merry Christmas contest at Kinder Outdoors yet? We'll announce a winner just in time for Santa's big ride. But now is the time to get your name in the creel for that big drawing. You
2: and two guests at cut the curb sea five nights and catching sailfish marlin and mahi with the curb sea sport fishing fleet in the
1: Caribbean. Sure beats the North Pole. Enter now at kinderoutdoors.com. You'll know Toby Meadows when you run into him on the lot there at Classic Chevrolet and Grapevine because on his name tag is a big green bass. (laughs) He's earned the right to wear that big fish around. He's caught three over 10 pounds. Yes, sir. Three times. uh, Twice on Lake Fork and once on Lake Conrad. This lifelong passion for Toby started in the cab of that old Chevy truck. Headed for the fishing hole a long time ago. I had an uncle, Uncle Jim got me started and it was just a little cork popper with little black and yellow feathers, looked like a bumblebee and that started it all. Three pounders and 19 years with the classic grapevine family and Toby is still going down the road in that Chevy truck. These days though it's a little newer, a little less bumpy and a whole lot more powerful. Yes it is, I like it too, especially that diesel, got that half ton diesel, it's good. Nice truck. Lifelong memories await your bunch in the cab of the truck. Get started at ClassicChevrolet.com. For the sportsman who likes an outdoor adventure story, Ken Kirkaby's novels are just what you've been looking for. In the tournament, three friends travel to the Bahamas for a blue marlin tournament and find the fish of a lifetime. Ben Steelman of the Star News says the tournament is a yarn Papa Hemingway and Robert Rourke would have savored. Read and enjoy Ken Kirkaby this fall in camp along the trail or at home the tournament red stick one and red stick two all available at amazon
12: hey crappie anglers crappie season is here wally marshall mr crappie here to tell you about all of the new crappie products for 2022 Check out the all-new Wally Marshall Classic Signature Rods by Luz. The Wally Marshall Classic Series starts at 5'6 and all the way up to 16' in length. IM8 graphite construction, cork handles, stainless steel guides, super light for all-day use, and the perfect trolling and casting rods on the market today. Now for you live scopers out there, the Wally Marshall Pro Target Rods are designed with IM8 graphite blanks, stainless steel guides and wind grip handles. No slip with a grip when you're trying to boat flip a three-pounder. Pro target rods are the best for live scope, trolling, and perfect for wade fishing and heavy cover. All new Mr. Crappie Colors and Crappie Thunder, Slabalicious, Jokers, and Shadpose. Tennessee Mist, White, Who Dat, and Don't Miss the School Bus. All crappie anglers should keep the Mr. Crappie Slabomatic electric fillet knife handy, too. StrikeKing.com, Blues.com, and SmithsProducts.com.
1: There's a place I love to go in the pristine Texas hill country that features first-class lodging, outstanding cuisine, world-class wing shooting, the best free-range access deer hunting in the world, my favorite by the way, plus native whitetails and turkey, and some of the most comfortable hosts that you've ever enjoyed. Don't forget to throw in the fly rod. You'll want to experience the crystal clear waters of Joshua Creek and the Guadalupe River. Rolling hills and Texas live oaks, friendly smiles, and spring-fed waters. Orvis and Beretta agree that Joshua Creek is one of the finest hunting and shooting ranches in existence. And I think you will, too. You won't find a prettier place to get married. And our staff and facilities will make your corporate event, family reunion, or private party turnkey and the best you'll ever experience. Joshua Creek Ranch in the historic Texas Hill Country between San Antonio and Fredericksburg. Want to go? Of course you do. JoshuaCreek.com.
3: It is the dream of the animal rights fanatics to suppress your most natural connection to the Earth, to sell you a life filled with urban fascinations, to ignore that death is life's unwavering partner. Together, creating a relationship between predator and prey that makes it possible for us all to survive. To the hunter, this world's most honest steward, These fantasies are the poisonous perverted manipulations of social misfits who would take this planet hostage. They should startle you and awaken you to trust the hunter in your blood.
0: Amanda to hunt and fish and you'll never see him again sit down and prop up your boots with us here at kinder outdoors
1: i'm billy kinder this is kinder outdoors from the vineyards campground and cabins on beautiful grapevine lake texas this week focusing on our south dakota pheasant hunt and south dakota fishing i, I love that too if you have heard something on the show that maybe you'd like to learn more about come see us at kinderoutdoors.com k-i-n-d-e-r And you'll find the info there. This corner of the camp house brought to you by Joshua Creek Ranch in the Texas Hill Country. Joe and Ann Kerchival have hunted the world over. They've stayed in some pretty nice places. And they've brought the very best elements of all of those places back home to their beautiful Texas Hill Country Ranch. And they share those things with you when you come to visit. Highly recommend you do that. Take in a world-class bird hunt at Joshua Creek ranch bernie texas just northwest of san antonio it's the best bird hunting in texas learn more at kinderoutdoors.com typically when i come to south dakota i spend at least some of my time hunting on mark hogan's beautiful broken arrow farm and we've done that again this week mark always good to see you good to hunt with you welcome back to the show it's been too long yeah Good to have you back with us again, and I've really enjoyed uh hunting with you over the past few days, as always, and I was pleasantly surprised when I got to your place, Mark, uh, because all I've heard uh, for the past year is drought, 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 but you uh, live in central South Dakota, and you guys caught some pretty timely rains this year.
9: Yeah, and it was all about timing, because uh, we had a beautiful spring, and and good rains and everything looked great, and then it just shut off. But uh, we did sure come at the right times, and uh, turned out uh, the crops turned out great, and the bird numbers were wonderful.
1: Yeah, uh, I want to talk about your crops first. You don't raise crops to, to harvest uh, those crops uh, for feed or consumption, you raise crops for pheasants to live in, and I think that's pretty darn cool. <laughs>
9: yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, that uh, pheasants are our crop. So yeah, we plant uh, corn and milo and grasses and everything else just uh, just for habitat.
1: Yeah, uh, strictly for habitat. So uh, one thing that I noticed, uh, boy, you've got tremendous cover. You've got great cover because of those timely rains. And all of the folks around you, all those farms around you, they they raise crops for another reason. They raise crops for consumption. So When they harvest, the only place left for those pheasants to go and live is at your place, at Broken Arrow. And they do live there. I've seen them.
9: (laughs) Yeah, uh, we're kind of uh, a little oasis out there. And, uh, yeah, it's a big boon to our bird numbers when when the neighbors get all their combining done, which is taking place right now.
1: Yep, there you go. Hey, uh, let's talk about that pheasant hatch a little bit. It was a good year.
9: Yeah, definitely. Uh probably one of the we've been in business for 25 years and this is probably uh you know one of the best we can remember for quite a few years. And uh like I say the spring was ideal and uh real good hatch. What happened last year that differed from this year is that uh late drought, late summer drought uh must have killed most of the chicks off last year. This year, there must have been enough timely rains and days with dew on the ground and such that, you know, the hatch turned out real well. And, uh, you know, the neighbors I've talked to, the other operators I've talked to, the, the processing uh, place in town that does our birds, all of them are just re- reporting, you know, some of the best numbers we've seen in a while, which is, you know, super encouraging. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I've been coming up there for close to a dozen years now and, uh, just on the roadway driving and certainly out in the field at your place and, and around central South Dakota, hands down the best bird numbers that I've ever seen, pheasant numbers that I've, I've ever seen. So if folks want to come hunt South Dakota, Hey, this would be a good year to do it, but you better get on the stick. Uh, what are season dates, Mark? How late can people hunt?
7: Well, uh,
9: we hunt till the end of March. Um, you know, most of our hunting takes place in the fall, but we do, we do hunt in January and February, uh, also. So, um, uh, sure, still, still plenty of time to hunt.
1: Where can we find you? Is it Facebook, uh, online website?
9: Well, the best place is our website, which is huntbrokenarrow.com. And you can certainly find us on Facebook also or give us a call.
1: Yep, or come see me at kinderoutdoors.com, K-I-N-D-E-R, kinderoutdoors.com, and we'll have a link to uh, Mark Hogan's uh, Broken Arrow Farms, South Dakota. Had a great time up there, really enjoyed time with you. And uh, having your four-year-old son Gray out in the field with us was a big bonus. That was that. You should charge for that entertainment.
9: Well, maybe he should have been the interview.
1: (laughs) Hey, look forward to seeing you next time, Mark. And again, thanks for your great hospitality. What a wonderful
9: ride! You bet. Had a great time. Thanks, Billy.
1: When you come to South Dakota to hunt pheasants, slow down and relax. Don't get in a hurry. The law won't let you start shooting pheasants until 10 a.m. What? (laughs) Well, I think it's one of the best stories in all of the outdoor world. Why can't you hunt pheasants at daylight like all the other hunting seasons in all the other states? I asked my friend John Cooper that a few years ago. John is the former commissioner of the Game, Fish, and Parks Department here in South Dakota.
5: What it boils down to is that it, it doesn't have much anything to do with biological reasons. Uh, it doesn't have anything to do with the pheasants being on the rooster, being out on the roads graveling or any of that kind of stuff. What it's got to do with is that original transplant. The farmers who were involved in volunteering to help work with the department and have those pheasants on their property and, and go through all the research and stuff that those original guys did, they're, when, we, when the department announced a season that we're going to have a hunting season, the department basically went with the same way we'd always do most upland birds. You know, start at sunrise and you end at sun- sunset. And the, and the rancher said, and the farmer said, oh, wait a minute, we did all this work and we got chores to do. So you guys can't open this season until we're done feeding our cows and working on our equipment. And so the reason we have a noon start for the first two weeks is because tradition. It's because uh, kind of a homage and a thank you to all the farmers out there that uh, got to get their chores done before they can go pick up their shotgun. Are you pulling my leg, John? No, I'm not. That's exactly what happened. They basically sat down in front of the commission and they said, Come on, man, you guys gotta give us opportunity here for and you know it made sense when you think about it.
1: <laughs> John Cooper, former commissioner for South Dakota Game Fish and Parks, and why you can't start hunting until ten A.M. At the time of that interview, the first two weeks of the season, you had to wait until noon. They did away with that a couple of years ago, and now it's a ten AM start from day one of Pheasant Season through that very last and sad day. <laughs> I'm going to try to get Ken Kirkaby, author, outdoor author, Ken Kirkaby on the show with me maybe next week. Maybe we'll get him in here next week. He just had a a great mule deer hunt uh, up uh, in Idaho, a difficult pack-in hunt. And unlike last year when everything went wrong on his trip, this year everything went right. And he's up on the bragging board at kinderoutdoors.com with his beautiful mule deer. Also next week, I want you to meet Joe Crumrine with Bullet Weights Company, Alba, Nebraska. That's not far, about five miles from Grand Island, Nebraska, home of Bullet Weights Company. An interesting company history. If you fish, you have probably got Bullet Weights somewhere in your tackle assortment. It's a cool story about how Joe's grandfather started the Bullet Weights Company. And I don't know if I can track her down or not, but I'd really like to get Mildred Bryant on the show next week. She's 90 years old, and she's celebrating 80 years of hunting. She just killed a beautiful mule deer buck opening weekend in Idaho. 80 years she's been hunting. Her upbringing, her family life, her lifestyle, her zest for life. A great example for all of us, and I'd love to get her story on the air next week from her home up in Idaho. We'll try and track her down. Good morning, it's Bobby Lane, and when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. Kinder, get in the boat. At Marksman Firearms and Outfitters, we make shopping for the hunter or recreational shooter in your family easy. With locations in Mansfield, Wichita Falls, Granbury, and Colleen, Take advantage of our 90-day layaway, same as cash. No need to hide gifts until the big morning. All year long, we honor our military and first responders with a 10% discount on everything in the store. For rifles, pistols, shotguns, ammo, and optics. Marksman Firearms is your complete one-stop shop. MarksmanFirearms.com. Make your mark. At Marksman, the True Life Taxidermy Studio in Granbury, Texas, has won best studio in the state of Texas time after time after time. Roy Holdridge and his True Life staff of artists take your memories to a higher level, a degree of professionalism and perfection that matches the memory of the hunt or that fishing trip. True Life can create and integrate lifelike landscape, multiple animals, fish and fowl, International shipping and trophy care is turnkey when you turn it over to Roy Holdridge and True Life in Granbury, Texas. My home is a testament to the impeccable work of True Life Taxidermy. The ducks, pheasant, deer, and fish are realistic and they last. A special deer in memory on my wall dates back nearly 30 years and still looks fresh and new. Preserve that special memory this year with True Life Taxidermy. Visit the 1,800 square foot trophy room and see Roy's talent on display. True Life Taxidermy is online at truelifetaxidermy.org. John Payne and his Tejas Ranch Fence Company know that there's no cookie cutter approach. Every job. Every ranch, every lay of land is unique and custom.
10: We're able to take a look at the owner's intent, the individual characteristics of the property, and really come up with a solution that works for them. We've got a great team here that has a passion for what we do. Your land, our passion. We love bringing out the best in your property. TejasRanchFence.com.
13: Hi, I'm Jim Shockey, and I want to make sure that all of our calendars are marked with the dates for our 2023 Annual Military Charity Golf Event. The dates are March 26th and 27th of 2023. We'll be returning to the Wild Dunes Resort on the Isle of Ponds in South Carolina. Now here's the best part. The proceeds from this Military Charity Golf Event supported by Freedom Hunters goes to award the Honorable Service Personnel of our U.S. and Canadian Armed Forces with Outdoor Adventures. There's no better cause than honoring the courageous men and women that protect our freedom. So go to jimshockeyclassic.com to register. So again, that's March 26th and 27th of 2023 at the Wild Dunes Resort. And by the way, that's the South Carolina coast in the springtime. It doesn't get any better than that. I'll see you there.
1: Introducing Canyon Valley Provisions. Raising cattle in West Texas for five generations.
0: There's only one thing that can keep us out of the deer woods. Just kidding. Welcome back to Kinder Outdoors.
1: Once you visit Joshua Creek Ranch in the Texas Hill Country, you're going to want to go back. And let me give you a little hint. Check them out online. Go to kinderoutdoors.com and click on that tab for Joshua Creek Ranch and learn about their memberships. Individual, family, corporate, whatever suits your situation best. That way, you can return more often and more comfortably, okay? Joshua Creek Ranch is selling memberships now at this five-star hunting lodge. It's deer season. I want to talk to my friend Larry Wysoon about that, the state of the white-tailed deer. Larry, welcome back. Always a pleasure.
11: It is so good to be back with you. You know, you and I had the opportunity to text back and forth a little bit on opening Texas Morning, and uh, you were up somewhere after a bird, and I was looking for a white-tailed deer in Texas.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We've been chasing pheasants, and I tell you what, the hatch if you get a chance to go to south dakota this year larry before it freezes up too bad jump on it they had a great hatch in central south dakota they weren't as droughty as other places and hey the bird numbers are phenomenal they're as good as i've ever seen it i've hunted up there for many many years it's a good oh my one my goodness hey and real quick how was opening day i know it was a home run because you were with family <laughs> did you see any deer
11: you know, we did. We uh the
1: but the interesting
11: thing was we didn't see deer until about midday. We were uh actually cooking breakfast under a big old oak tree there on my little place and, and happened to look up and here comes what would have been a really nice ten point buck, but he was broken off on his right side and we have a thirteen inch inside spread rule and it wouldn't have made it. <laughs> but uh wow. we had a great we had a great time. We did see some deer. We didn't, we were looking, of course, for something a little bit with more age on them than what we did see. But I will tell you that the, the rut or the breeding season was going on there and, and, uh, I spoke with several people over in the eastern half of their third, maybe of Texas and everybody I spoke, talked to there said the bucks are chasing really hard and kind of the same thing that I heard, you know, a little bit farther north as well, too. So it, it's our time of the year. It's unbelievable. Thankfully, it's here again.
1: After hunting up in South Dakota for a week, uh, it looked like they're just starting to chase there. So, uh, different scenarios depending upon where you are. It did really
11: is. I was been with Brian Murphy not very long ago. Of course, Brian for years was with the Quality Deer Management Program, and he's now with the company that does the Hunt Stand app. And he's been looking at a tremendous amount of data, looking at when fawns were born. And they're post-dating that to when the, the, those does got bred. And I think they've identified something that close to 4,000 different rut periods across the U.S. So, you know, when you think about wow. And basically the rut occurs so that 230 days later those fawns are born at the most opportune nutritional time. And, and in the years since we've developed agriculture in those states that you're talking about, you know, the, the peak of the rut is still pretty much the – within a week or so of what it's always been, but that peak is not nearly as tall as what it once was because all of a sudden now it's not that important for those fawns to be born at a certain specific time because of the more than adequate nutrition that exists pretty much year-round in some of those areas.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I wanted to talk about the state of the whitetail. You know, deer season's kicking off across the country and uh, everybody uh, is really into it this time of year. Hey, if you're wondering, if you don't know historically what's happened with our whitetail deer over the years, these are the good
11: old days, aren't they, Larry? <laughs> We're living in the golden age of whitetail when you get right down to it. Our numbers across the country are extremely good. Uh, the hunting opportunities have never been better than what they are right now. And you know, actually, because of probably because of COVID and people realizing that food doesn't come from the grocery store, we've got a lot more hunters out in the field again right now too. So you're right; this these are the golden ages, or it is the golden age as far as whitetail deer is concerned?
1: Deer numbers are healthy in uh, and, and some yes. places, in uh, some places, Larry, a little too healthy. And there are some city parks and some state uh, state parks and areas across the country that, if you'll check. There are some pretty sweet hunting opportunities in those places.
11: There really are. The the white tails are so adaptable as you and most everybody else well knows, but they have adapted to living close to humans and to be honest with you, some of the biggest bucks that are being produced these white these years in, in terms of antlers and body are coming from those areas that you just discussed because they're getting into the suburbs and they're eating fertilized uh Roses and a whole lot of other stuff, and they don't get the hunt pressure there that they do elsewhere. But you're right, there are great opportunities within cities and state parks that are opening up more and more all the time.
1: I think you should author, uh, I think your next book should be titled Mama's Roses. And uh, just talk, (laughs) talk about how these white tailed deer love a neighborhood, love to move into a neighborhood. Hey, uh, I love it. I love to talk about the importance of hunting because so many people don't understand how important a hunting license is, a fishing license is, buying a box of bullets or a rifle is, uh, and how those things support and help conservation. Will you help us out with that story? How's that go?
11: absolutely there is a what is called the Pittman robertson act which was i think it was, goes back to about the 1930s or so in which the hunters and outdoors people asked to have an excise tax put on anything having to do with the hunting including uh firearms ammunition and that excise tax is then collected by the us and then distributed across the states based upon the sale of the number of hunting licenses All those, if anybody truly loved outdoors, whether they hunt or not, if they really wanted to support the wildlife, they should go out and buy a hunting license because the hunting license not only does the money there go directly to the state, but then that allocation of where the Pittman-Robertson dollars go to, which is in the millions of dollars that goes to different states, the more hunting licenses that are sold in those areas, the greater share of that money. So if you're interested in hunting, and it's the hunter that supports the wildlife. If, 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 if there's an economic value, which there is with whitetail deer, and all the side benefits in looking at uh, grocery stores, restaurants, gas stores, you know, the, the list just goes on and on of people that benefit from it. Uh, hunting is so very important economically, but it's also very important for the habitat. If we don't hunt these animals and keep that habitat in good shape, we lose habitat. When we lose habitat, we lose all wildlife. We lose songbirds. We lose, uh, you know, the little, the little ground skinks and all those things because there's no place for them to live. If you love wildlife and you want to have wildlife in the future, you've got to have hunting. Uh, Larry,
1: uh, before we go, tell us, tell us what Mr. Whitetail has laid out. What, what's your Whitetail season kind of look like?
11: Well, as you're well aware, I pulled off the side of the road. I'm on my way to a hunting trip in East Texas and go from East Texas to up uh, close to your stomping grounds up very close to Jack County for a couple of few days. And I go to the Hargrove Ranch to hunt with the uh, president and CEO of Remington. And then I slide back down to uh, Sterling City where I'm in the lease with uh, Mr. Corey Mason and, and his dad and some friends and get back home the night before Thanksgiving have thanksgiving hunt with my family thanksgiving weekend because we can take those where my little property is and then i'm back on the road again so and it, it people actually can kind of keep up with we've been doing a lot of stuff with social media lately and so uh, we do a little like viginate type things on where i am and what i'm doing and all that kind of stuff on facebook on on just larry weiss and the public figure and then they can also do the same thing, catch up with me on Instagram as to what we're doing, what we're rattling up, and all those other kind of good things there. Uh, again, just with Larry Weiss, at Larry Weissing. So uh, love to have them uh, follow us there and uh, let us know how they're doing as well, too.
1: Wow, good to hear that you're slowing down, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> Not hey, good luck, my friend. And, uh, Will, I don't know where it will be, a roadside park or a cafe somewhere, but I'll see you soon.
11: Yes, we will. Thank you very much. I wish everybody the best of
13: luck this hunting season.
1: Hey, thanks, Larry, and thank you to my friends at Joshua Creek Ranch, Bernie, Texas, for bringing us to this corner of the camp house. Book a little time with them, okay? Get away for a few days. Enjoy some terrific bird hunting. Duck hunting, deer hunting, Axis, they've got it for you at Joshua Creek Ranch. Out of time, I want to thank you for hanging out with us. I want to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for the time we've had together, too. And invite you back next time around. Till then, may God bless you and your bunch.